this is where you come to hear tales of loss, redemption, salvation, perspectives, epiphanies, and self-evolution. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the glory in our stories. episode of the glory in our stories i'm your host calvin wayne pennywell jr on today's episode i thought i'd do something different so i'm cleaning out the storage unit that we have which is very small and i was thinking about what can i do for the next episode so i wanted to change it up a little bit um been reaching out to some people trying to get some possible interviews but in the midst of all that i wanted to touch base on something that blew my mind a couple of weeks ago so just to start it out, um, just to give you a premise, uh, the name of this podcast is um, Not Like This. Not Like This. So if you are familiar with the Matrix trilogy uh, that came out back in the early 2000s, um, you know the whole premise of Neo becoming the one and them going through this process of an alternate reality versus what was really going on. And there's a part in there where a couple of the characters are being killed off by somebody that works in the inside with Neo and Trinity and Morpheus. And he's like pulling the plug, right? And there's a scene where at the beginning, there's like this couple, uh, these, these two people that obviously are in a relationship. And the plug gets pulled for... I either it's the husband or the boyfriend and the wife or girlfriend is looking at him and she's looking up at someone who is just being informed that her plug is about to be pulled. So she looks up at them after seeing her husband or boyfriend just fall dead. And all she can say is not like this, not like this. And then her her uh, plug is pulled. Um, those those are the few words that came to mind in reference to today's episode. So I wanted to use two references. Um, it's not going to be an extended uh, episode. I just wanted to touch base on this because I think this is very, very important. It's a realization that I had to come to myself. There are going to be moments in our lives where we come across relationships um, primarily with people that we value so much, but they are not necessarily feeding our souls, feeding our spirits. Um, what I mean by that is a lot of us are in one-sided relationships. We are in one-lane relationships where one is giving everything and the other is giving none. Or they're not giving you what you really need. 
Now, I understand if somebody's not giving you what you want, if that's the case, you're just being selfish. But in the concept of what you need, they're not giving it to you. And I know a lot of people can say that's debatable. I say, well, what if what if what they are giving you is what you need and you just don't want it? Um, yes, that could be the case. Um, but in many instances, living amongst people that are so imperfect, uh, more than likely, uh, people assume that what they're giving you is what you need. And all when in all honesty, they have no idea. So um, with that being said, I wanted to touch base on the concept of coming to the conclusion um, that some things are going to take place where you're like, not like this. And what I mean by that in reference to relationships is that they're going to be moments where you're going to have some major issues and you're going to be asking yourself, does it really have to come to this? And it's going to feel as if your world is being torn apart. Case in point, imagine wanting to be connected with someone that you love so much, that you value so much, only to find out that they're not, that they're not willing to give you what you give them, whether it's time, affection, money, what, what have you. They're not willing to share. You're willing to open yourself up. You're willing to volunteer yourself to this person, but they're not willing to, willing to do the same for you. And then you sometimes feel obligated to pursue the relationship due to the circumstance. Like, say, for instance, this is a sibling or a parent or a spouse or someone that you've known for so long and you all have been in each other's corners just as long as you can remember but you finally come to the conclusion that maybe this person is using you or vice versa maybe it's time that you sever ties it's so easy to disconnect from a car that doesn't work or a job that isn't working for you it is so easy to disconnect from a video game that you're losing. So easy to disconnect from a book that a few pages in, you become disinterested. It is so easy to disconnect yourself from a song that you just not feeling. You can just turn it off. But to disconnect yourself from people, to disconnect yourself from relationships, that can be very difficult. Those roots run deep. And for those of us who do know how difficult it is to pull something out of the ground with deep roots, you can't just pull it. You're going to have to go into the dirt. And that's when things get messy. So I just wanted to remind you that there's going to be a time, there's going to be a time in your life where you might have to look at it and say, not like this, but if it's necessary for the greater good or even the greatest it must be done it must be done it had to be done that way so whether it's a relationship with somebody that you've been very close with for as long as you can remember but if you think back you notice that 
the relationship has done more harm than good, that it's been bringing you down, that it's become unnecessary weight, I think it's time to let him go. And if you have a hard time accepting that, you're not the only one. That's something that I've had to experience over the last few months. Um, it's it's going to be difficult. It's going to be challenging, but it will be necessary. So the, the examples that I wanted to use are two references. One is from the iconic um, graphic novel from the 1980s uh, written by Alan Moore, titled Watchmen. Um, uh, those of you who are familiar with it in the current day, it is a series on HBO. I'm not sure how this ties into this storyline because I haven't seen it yet, but it is referencing the same idea, same context, uh, context same universe, uh, the DC universe concerning Watchmen. Um, and this graphic novel is basically about modern superheroes. Now, I'm not just talking about superheroes with powers, superheroes that are highly skilled in what they do. They are capable of dying. They just do what they do so well that they're able to avoid death, uh, not just because they're so good, uh, but because they do have protection in some sense from the government. Yo, thank you all for listening so far. Keep tuning in as we take a break and be right back. What up to you guys, listeners? How is your wellness? How do you feel physically, mentally, spiritually, psychologically? Remember that your well-being is important, not just for yourself, but others in your life. My question is, are you taking your medicine? I'm not talking about pills, but things that give you life, like music, movies, books, and relationships. Take your doses daily. Reach out to friends and family. Blast that playlist. Tap that Kindle app and get to reading. Whatever it takes. Take time for yourself to rest and re-energize. You deserve it. We deserve it. And now, back to the episode. What I'm going to do is read from an, um, a part of the actual book. I bought it at Target. Um, it's the 2013 updated version. Uh, they renewed the book. It looks beautiful. I was so happy to pick it up from Target when I ordered it. Uh, for those of you who are interested in getting it, it's $19.99, but you can buy it offline for like $15. And you can pick it have you can have you can walk into Target and pick it up. So you can order it, pay for it online, go to the store and have just pick it up from guest service. Um, but I was so happy to get it because I read this 10 years ago, loved it. Watched the movie first. Then I was talking to my coworker about it. He was like, yo, you have to read the book. You have to read the graphic novel. So I read it, loved it, haven't read it in like, you know, over a decade, bought it. Now I have it for myself. I had it on Kindle. I had the physical copy that I borrowed. Then I got it on Kindle, lost it, and then now I have it again. And where I'm about to read in the book, I haven't got to this point currently yet, but I had to fast forward so I can give you this reference point. So at this point, um, just to give you some context, uh, Dr. Manhattan is at this point, he was 
he was the dawn of the superhero. Dr. Manhattan is, is made of pure energy. Like it's, you can't kill him. Um, he can regenerate himself. So he, um, he's the blue guy for those of you who just need a, a simple explanation of what, who, a simple description of who, of who he is. Uh, blue guy, completely muscular, um, has the hydrogen symbol on his forehead. Uh, you'll have to um, research that just to get an understanding of why he chose that element um, to put on his head um, to represent himself. So um, I found out hydrogen is probably one of the few, if not the only element that doesn't need anything else to complete itself. Um, marinate on that and then you will get a gather an understanding of who and what Dr. Manhattan is as a human being and as a as a hero well as a quote-unquote superhero so um so at this point Dr. Manhattan is talking to his young girlfriend Alora who is Silk Spectre um and he's explaining to her what happened to her how she came about it's a it's a reality that she wasn't exposed to yet um, as far as who her father was and what type of person her mom was at this point she just found out that the the most crooked and the most evil person that she has ever met is in fact her father she just found that out and she's crying she's throwing a fit and Dr. Manhattan says this to comfort her. So I'm gonna read this right quick. Um, all right, Laurie, are you all right? I don't think your life's meaningless. No. And then she says, but listen, you've just been saying life is meaningless, so how can I change my mind? This is what he says. And then she says, but why? Thermodynamic miracles, events with odds against so astronomical, they're effectively impossible. Like oxygen spontaneously becoming gold. I long to observe such a thing. And yet in each human coupling, a thousand million sperm vie for a single egg. Multiply those odds by countless generations against the odds of your ancestors being alive, meeting, siring this precise son, that exact daughter. Until your mother loves a man, she has every reason to hate. And of that union, of the thousand million children competing for fertilization, it was you, only you, that emerged. To distill so specific a form from that chaos of improbability, like turning air to gold. That is the crowning unlikelihood, the, therm the thermodynamic miracle. And he goes on to basically encourage her to realize that though her circumstances were not attractive, if it had not happened, she wouldn't have been born. So, um, wonderful graphic novel i specifically read it for the language i mean i love the cinematography every aspect of it but it's the the dialogue it's the literary aspect of it that really captures my attention so if you ever get a chance to read it it is worth your time it's actually going to be a summer assignment for me because uh, i'm out of uh, school at the moment 
I don't plan on going back to the fall, but I do plan on getting some reading in. And that's one of the things I'll be reading. So let me go switch gears a little bit. Um, I, I enjoy uh, reading the Bible uh, for specific reasons. Number one, so I can become a better man. Number two, so I can gather a more thorough understanding of God's word. Secondhand, well, firsthand for me, since I'm in direct contact with it. And thirdly, I want to develop a relationship with God uh, unlike any relationship that I've ever had because he's the one person that has always been there. He's the one relationship that I never had to question because he's always been, been consistent. So the second reference that I'm going to use in relation to this concept of not like this, not like this, is, uh, is comes from Luke chapter, it was the book of Luke uh, chapter 22. Now, at this point, uh, Jesus is, you know, he's about to be crucified. And, um, you know, Jesus came down as a representation as the truth. Uh, Jesus was in part half man. Uh, he was man and God. He was man and truth. Uh, he was flesh and spirit and word. Um, and at this moment, he's about to be crucified. And he says something that this whole time you wouldn't have thought that Jesus would say this. Um but he indeed, um, literally, in a sort of speak, uh, told his he told his father, told our, told God, yeah, God, if you could avoid this, in his own words, he was saying, God, not like this, not like this. So I'm gonna read the scripture for you. It's Luke 22, uh, verse 42, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will but yours be done. Let me read it one more time. Um, let me read 41 first. And he, withdrew, and he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And he was basically saying, God, <laughs> I... I if this, if there's another way, I go that route. Don't, I don't, I don't, if it, if it was up to me, God, I wouldn't want to do this. But if it's your will, let your will trump mine. And I felt like Jesus was saying, dang, not like this, man, not like this. So in relation to uh, Jesus being crucified, in relation to Dr. Manhattan talking to Lori, um, about out of all the many possibilities, out of all the children that could have been born from that particular circumstance, it was she who arose. Out of us contemplating about our relationships with people, out of the dirtiness and the grit of trying to maintain a relationship, out of the pain of removing ourselves from people comes the greatest decision we can ever possibly make to maintain our sanity, uh, maintain our wellness, and better our futures. And I think that's what we should be concerned about is our future. No, 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 no. The future is not guaranteed. But by focusing on the now, we can get an idea 
And that's important. That's very important. I used to be very fearful of the future because there's so much uncertainty regarding it. And the funny thing is the future is already established. It's already put together. We just have to approach it. It's like a finish line. Like the finish line is there. We just have to get to that point. And in the meantime, let's enjoy the journey. Let's enjoy the struggle. Let's enjoy the growth. So um, I hope you're enjoying this podcast. I hope you continue to enjoy the rest of it. Um, This is what came to mind, and I thought it would be a good idea to uh, bring it to the surface. So you all have a wonderful day as you continue to listen. This is the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. Again, I didn't want to make this long. Um, As you can see, (laughs) it's not long at all. But I wanted to touch base on that because that was heavy on my spirit. And that's something that I had to undergo myself. And at first it was difficult, but it gets easier every single day. But I know, I know there's another challenge coming. Referencing this, it's going to be another challenge. Um, I've had to sever relationships with... Um, with people that I thought I knew. I have had to sever relationships uh, with other people uh, that are even closer um, because I had to help myself. It wasn't healthy for me. It was demoralizing. It was dehumanizing. It was trunketing everything and I needed to change because I wanna be better. I want to do better. I want to be the best version of me that I could possibly be. And I can't, I I don't want to do that with all that weight on my shoulder. Unnecessary baggage. Because we don't have to carry it. We don't have to carry somebody else's weight. We don't have to. So I encourage you to really consider what you want to hold on to. Uh, consider the circumstances and before you make that decision while you think man this is the worst thing that can ever happen by you making that choice it prevents it from getting even worse I know you're standing there like not like this not like this I can't I can't end this relationship not like this I love this person so much But in order for me to get, for order for me to do better, I have to do it like this. I have to remove myself. And you and you repeat that line from from the Matrix, not like this, not like this. So, I know it's gonna be heavy. I know it's gonna create a wound. It may even reopen one. But you have to do better. Do what's best for you. Do what's best for your family. Do what's best for those who deserve your time and your attention. Do it for them. Please. Because there's something in you that they need. And God placed you in a position to give it them. Give it to them. But we are creating our own blockage. So when those moments come when you're saying not like this. Not like this, like Jesus, if you can, 
you say to yourself, if this cup can be removed, please let it be. But if not, let your will be done. Embrace it and look forward to being a better, bigger, stronger, wiser, more caring, more loving you. Because you deserve to be happy. You deserve to have joy. So I hope this helped you in any kind of way. Uh, the two references that I used before, uh, actually three, uh, The Matrix, check it out. Awesome uh, trilogy, um, um, beautiful concept, great metaphor for life. For life, uh, So many gems, not just in that first film, but all of them uh, in reference to life. Uh, second one, Watchmen, as uh, a uh, book, uh, a graphic novel created in the mid uh, 80s, beautiful illustration of of, of modern fiction. Um, check it out; it's awesome. And lastly, can't go wrong with the Bible. Um, I was reading from Luke uh, 22. Um, just got uh, Jesus Jesus's life in general. Um, from beginning to end, from his from his lineage uh, to the to the day he rose, it's beautiful. So um, check it out. I uh, hope you're inspired in any way. Uh, you all have a wonderful week. Uh, continue to stay safe. Uh, listen in to the to your sources as far as what to do about staying um, and staying quarantined, uh, being shelter in place. Um, take all precautions. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Uh, wash your behinds <laughs> and just be precautious so I love you all um, love to hear from you if you can you can drop me a message on Facebook uh, Instagram at missed at uh, the blackmail alternative um, I think that's the yeah I think it's the blackmail alternative um, or the alternative alternative blackmail let me check again because I keep getting this wrong and I say it because it's my account the alternative blackmail. That's me um, on Instagram. Look me up on Twitter at uh, Mr. at Mr. Jump. No, at Mr. Wonder Kid. Yes, um, and you can just find me on Facebook under my name. So you all have a wonderful day. I'm glad to know that you're doing well if you're able to listen to this. But uh, this is the latest episode of the Glory in Our Stories with your host Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. Hello to you guys listeners. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. Tune in next time as I speak to Mrs. Keisha Anderson, an elementary school teacher down in Florida making a big difference in her community. Have a great week. Love each other, but most importantly, love yourself. Peace. <laughs>